Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Enjoy a tall, cool dude. I grew up like most kids, worried I couldn't bench two plates, that I wouldn't fit in, that I wouldn't find love. Then I discovered partying, and suddenly all those worries went to the wayside. I didn't need love. I had keg stands. I discovered I was great at raging and it revealed wonderful things about myself. I could relate to bros regardless of what kind of bro they were. I could be at a party and moon people and everyone would laugh, you know, be witty. Or I could play beer pong and compete with real integrity. In short, I fulfilled my potential. The Nightcap on WGR Sports Radio 550. I feel like we got a lot to talk about tonight. Just seems to be one of those days where there's a lot of little stuff happening. There's NFL rule changes. There's an announcement. Well, there's a release about when a release is going to be. The draft is eight days away, so we could always go to that. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on right now. Jody Biasi and Brendan Keeney here on the nightcap for the next hour here on WGR. 8030550 is the phone number. We're arguing, though, off air before here how many layups in a row that Brendan can make. And he said he could make 100 in a row. I think I can make a 100. Mistake. And I just think it's too big a number to go without a mistake. So there might be a bet on the way here, but... Come on, you trip and fall once. Maybe you just stumble. I can it walk, It rolls Joe. off your hands a little bit. I can bit. walk. I can run. I've been doing it for years. A hundred is a hundred big number. A hundred uncontested layups, it's called. You, anything in life that is easy to do, what do you call it? It's a layup. <laughs> it's supposed to be easy. It's inherently one of the easiest things to do in sports. By the way, I'm fighting with people on Twitter about Larry Bird just... You know, that's a day in the life for me. Like, I just, I wake up, I didn't think it was going to happen, but somehow here we are at 7.06, and I am just at war with people about Larry Bird. Not a person I've thought about in a long time. Not a person I often think about. But there's a Steph Curry-Larry Bird debate going on in my timeline right now, so we'll leave that there. We'll leave that there. Although, I am getting really into the NBA right now. And it started... It actually started with a conversation me and Mike Schoep had last Friday about what's your favorite rivalry that you are neutral to in sports of all time. What's your favorite rivalry that you didn't really have a rooting interest in? Or it's it's at least not one of your favorite teams. Michigan-Ohio State. Yours is Michigan-Ohio State? I hate both of them. I just okay. want to see a good game. But you'll watch it, right? Like, it's a point of in course. television. Of course, absolutely. For me, it, it's no longer a rivalry, and it probably never will be again, but it was Warriors-Cavaliers. 
I was obsessed with Warriors Cavaliers. And going down that rabbit hole, I've watched a couple of full games back from from full final games. There were some classics in there. And I've been watching those the last couple of days, and that's kind of led me to thinking about and watching the NBA because the playoffs are approaching in the NBA as they are in the NHL. We're, we're normally at about playoff time right now. This is one of my favorite seasons of the sports calendar. Very underrated. The first week, couple of weeks of the NHL playoffs and the NBA playoffs because you just have this mass volume of games and the NHL is a lot better than the NBA in the first and second round because you actually have parity in that sport and every single series could go either way. The NBA really doesn't heat up until you get you know, typically to the conference finals. But I am really getting into the NBA right now. So there will be some of that mixed in, I bet, in the coming weeks. But not in the next eight days. Because the next eight days is going to be the NFL draft. And the next 21 days will be the lead-up to the schedule release. Because that was announced today that May 12th at 8 o'clock, the league is going to announce what the entire NFL schedule is going to be, including for the Buffalo Bills. And we disagree on what we want for week one. And I actually get the sense that a lot of people would disagree with what they want for week one. I think it might depend simply on the fact of whether you have tickets or not. Because I think if you have tickets, you should be itching to get back in there and not even want to wait a week. Not even want to have the chance to go into that home opener 0-1. You know, just like, let's get the season rolling right off the bat of that season you just had, the one of the best, the best I've ever seen and one of the best in franchise history. Let's just show up, let's beat down on New England, or I guess it could be the Dolphins or the Jets. Let's smoke a division rival, and let's party at the stadium with a full with a full crowd and a beautiful September day. Like, to me, that is the perfect week one. Doesn't mean I would hate it if they happened to be the NFL season opener at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because they are one of the few options Tampa Bay has for hosting that Thursday night opening game. They also could travel to Kansas City on, like, a Sunday night game. Like, that's within the realm of possibility, too. So, there are other big spotlight primetime games that they could get week one. I'm telling you, I would prefer a home game with a full crowd, beautiful day, Sunday at 1 o'clock, and I don't necessarily care for this, who the opponent is. If you made me pick, I would pick New England because I love beating down on New England, and I think we're going to have a couple years of that here. Boring, man. Boring. How is that boring? It's so boring. A one o'clock home game against New England. The home game, the home part isn't boring. It's the opponent that you're choosing. It's the time slot. I am so ready for the Bills to be a focal point. It's not like they, it's not like people don't know that the Bills are this good team outside of Buffalo. Like the national media, even casual NFL fans know the Bills are here, they've arrived. And they are going to be a part of the conversation going forward. But I think it would be so cool if they opened up the season in Tampa Bay. It would be so cool. Brady against Allen. It was a Super Bowl a lot of people wanted to see to begin with. I I think it would be a great way to start the season. On Thursday night, in front of all of America. I actually think if I were the NFL, and you could check out Mike North, who is the VP of broadcast planning for the NFL. He was on with Sal on Sal Sports and Stuff, the podcast you can find on Odyssey.com or WZR550.com. Yeah, and he, I mean, he, he said that the Bills are in play for that. 
And if you look at the Buccaneers' opponents and who their potential uh, matchups would be for that season opener, I guess if I had to put odds on it, I would consider the Saints the favorite. Me as well. Because I think there is... Well, there's there's history there. They even just played each other. Was it the NFC t- title game? No. It, it was, was the, the divisional round. Yeah. Okay. Divisional round you just had. Breeze is gone, but you have a curiosity factor there with the Saints with a new quarterback. And if it happens to be Jameis Winston, if you want it, it's him going up against his former team that that he was picked first overall with, decided we're done with you, we're going to go sign Tom Brady, and we're going to go win the Super Bowl. So you've got a little bit of a storyline there if you want it. Plus, both teams should be really good. New Orleans, I'm a little iffy. New Orleans is iffy. But But I think they should be good at least. Another point that was brought up in the podcast that Mike North said is that this is the first game of the season. As far as ratings go, this game has a floor. And so that's something to take into consideration when you're making this schedule. Do you need the Bills and the Buccaneers, which would be a highly watched game, to be the first game of the season? And that is something that – so when he first said, oh, the Bills are definitely in the discussion, I got really excited because that's the game I want the Bills to open with. But then he said, but there's also this factor of – do we need the Bills and the Buccaneers? Essentially, he said, do, the, do we need the Bills and the Buccaneers to be that game to drive that viewership? Maybe, but you could also throw New Orleans, Tampa Bay, which I think is kind of an exhausted primetime game at this point. I mean, they were on all the time last year, it seemed. Yep. I think you could throw that game, and simply because it's the opener, you could ha- you could really maximize that that value, and then throw the Bills Buccaneers, where you know it's going to rate high anywhere in the season. You could throw that game elsewhere. The would you consider the Bills the second most likely to be on that Thursday night game? The other option, I would say yes. I'd say the Cowboys. Are you going to say the Cowboys? I think might be second, but that screams Monday night. Buccaneers Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys always draw. Big time. That might even be a Sunday night game. Yeah, that's true. I, I would put them second, though, for this. I I don't really know why. Maybe it's just that it's the Cowboys. And someone up high in the NFL is going to be like... that. That's the worry. Even though the Bills are clearly a better team right now, someone high up at the NFL going, please, we're not putting the Bills on over the Cowboys. Like that. That's my worry. Um, I think hearing Mike North talk the way he talked makes me think that, you know... Most people in the league don't think that way, that they see the Bills and they see even Bills Mafia and they see Josh Allen and they see, like, this is a team people want to watch. Right. They, we don't care about their market. This is something the NBA has really gotten to. The NBA does not care about their markets that much. They care about their star players. They care about the team itself because you remember when even when Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook were in Oklahoma City, the smallest market in the NBA, they were always on prime time. Why? Because they always were thinking big picture. They were thinking nationally. The NHL doesn't do that. The NHL just goes for New York City and Philadelphia and Boston. That's all they go for. And then the NFL, I think, is kind of closer to the NBA. Now, they are a mega machine. They could probably put any two teams on and people would watch. Exactly. So they have that benefit. Right. But I think at, 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 the, at the root, they also are looking for, like, who are the quarterbacks in this game? You know, like they, they're considering that, not just, all right, is this the New York City market? Because that they're on their schedule too. The Giants play at Tampa Bay. And I think if they were only thinking about market size, they could get to the Giants. But they want an interesting game for everybody, not just let's get as much 
of the of the East Coast that we can because there are a lot of Giant fans out there. So I think it's only going to be the Saints, the Bills, or the Cowboys. Those are the only teams I would consider to be in the running. I don't think Miami's going to do it. I think if they had traded for Deshaun Watson. Yes, it would be interesting. They could have, but I think that's dead. The Giants, again, I don't think so. The Falcons, I don't think so. The Bears, certainly not. And then the Panthers, no. They would have had to done something like similar to Miami, like Deshaun Watson. So I do think the Bills are in the running for that. Mike North said they are in the running for that. It's not my least favorite scenario. In fact, it'd probably be second. And the Chief game would probably be third. A Sunday night Chief game. There's appeal to that, too. I, I don't think the NFL would want to use that matchup this, this early in the season. I think you'd yeah. want to wait just a little bit. Not till the end of the season, because okay. both teams could be clinched, as he makes, right, you he want it makes mention of it uh, in the podcast as well. Yep. You don't want to overplay your hand either. You know, you, you want to make sure that game matters, but I don't think week one is where you use a game like that. It, it could, could be wrong, but... It, it could even just be a couple weeks after. It could be week three or four. Right. Because, right, like, you want you want it to matter. You want, you know, there to be some doubt about the Chiefs in the AFC West. You know, like, the Chargers' win total is nine. Like, Vegas at least thinks there's going to be a bump there. And they'd still be in it at least by a game or two, you would think, early on in the season. Same thing with the Dolphins and the Patriots. I think that would be a great game. Week three. Char- Chargers, uh, Kansas City, week one. On Sunday night? I'm not saying on Sunday Ooh. night. I just think oh, that just, would be oh, a general. really interesting. Okay. I want that game on primetime. I, I would as well. That could be a that could be a serious rivalry for a long time. That's one thing that the Bills I've talked about being worried about happening, but it hasn't happened yet. Another young elite quarterback coming into the division because I have I've I have said repeatedly that I'm thinking a lot about how good Zach Wilson's going to be with the Jets, and I'm thinking a lot about. New England being able to get up and get Justin Fields or Trey Lance. And I was thinking a lot about Miami getting Deshaun Watson, but now that they're sticking with Tua, I'm a little less worried about them. The Bills don't have an elite quarterback in their division. They That could happen, but right now it's not. Kansas City, like you want another thing the Bills have over the Chiefs right now? They don't have Justin Herbert in their division like the Chiefs do. And the Chargers are not really built to be a Super Bowl contender right now, but if they have a good couple of years of drafting and player evaluation and free agency and they nailed this coach hire, if you've got that quarterback, then the Chiefs just got a big headache in their division for the next five to ten years. So I'm rooting for the Chargers. I'm rooting for the Chargers to kind of succeed here, even though they are in the conference. So um, it's not like they will – be out of the Bills' hair completely. There could be playoff matchups down the line sure. against them. Um, so I guess for the Bills, though, what would you think is most likely? Not that you want. What do you think is most likely? Probably something along the the lines of what you suggested. The home game. Like uh, home I'm not necessarily game. saying home 1 o'clock, but a home division game, if I had to put money on it, would probably be my guess. What I want to happen is that Thursday night scenario in Tampa. But if I really had to make an educated guess, I would mm. say they're hosting a Sunday afternoon game. Is there any other primetime potential matchup that they could have that early? Week one. Like, could they ha- could they host the Steelers on Sunday night? Or that even, is an interesting game. Or even Monday night. Like, does the league... Right, does the league look at that for a Sunday night? Is that rate enough? I think... It, 
Oh, it definitely rates. The I'm not Steelers sh- are the team I'm more worried it's, about here. But it's another question of do you want to use that that first Monday night time slot where you know people are going to watch no matter who it is? Like, to oh, know the what- Monday night time slot I think is going to. I think the Monday night time slot is going to the Jets. I'm I, sure of it. I think new quarterback Zach Wilson. I agree 100, percent and I think it could be Jets Jaguars. I actually. I would watch. I would be intrigued with that. And it's that's one way guys. to maximize those two teams. I agree. Darnold member got his first start on Monday Night Football a couple years ago. I think his first pass was, first a, pass pick was a pick six. Against the Lions, maybe? Yeah. Um, yeah, they'll go to that New York market. And I think the Jets make sense because of Zach Wilson and the unknown there. Assuming he starts week one. They don't have another guy there, so I can't imagine that anyone else they would bring in would would start over Zach Wilson. Um I like the Steeler game though as a potential primetime game for the Bills right away. I don't think I don't think Miami is that early on primetime. I think if it's the my if it's the Dolphins, the Patriots, um who else? Like I think the, those the Colts, I think that's probably a home game. How about game. Saints Bills? Is that big enough Bills for you? Bills at Saints. Well, here's the th- for that so to happen, you need uh, Dallas, Dallas would have to play against Tampa. Tampa on the Thursday night game, and then you'd figure out another time slot for uh, New Orleans. Bills Buffalo. at Saints. I'm going to say I don't want that because, I again, my number one choice is a home game. And the only two results that are not a home game that I would be thrilled with, that I would be happy with, would be the two that we talked about. Kansas City, Kansas or, Tampa City Bay. or Tampa Bay. Like If they're not playing at home, it better be one of those two. That, that would be my hope. I agree with that. I would be disappointed if they had to go to Miami or something week one. That and would actually, be Miami, so lame. Miami's not even the, the <laughs> worst example. No. Like, what would be the worst the example? Worst? What's the worst thing that could happen to them? At Jacksonville week one? <laughs> There's no way it's going to be that. But <laughs> could you imagine? They're, they're not going to be. But um, that would be the worst. I'm sick of the Titans. At Tennessee would be even bad. at Tennessee. Like I know that it's it's a destination game. Haven't they played there by the way two years in a row? Yeah. Is, is this three? This will be three. Just keep playing in Tennessee. Listen, for Bills fans that make the trip, isn't this the fourth year in a row they're playing? Didn't Tennessee come here in Josh Allen's first? Yeah, year? Yeah, because the 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 little slot receiver dropped the touchdown pass that the Bills ended up uh, winning because of. I don't remember the player's name. Um, it's kind I of funny how you how the schedule set up that there are just these like periods of of chunk years where you're yeah. just playing the same. The Chiefs were the same way like six seven years ago. Remember that they, it That's seemed right. almost every uh, every season they were playing in Kansas City or something. Yeah, fourth year in a row they'll play the Titans. Third year in a row they'll play at the Titans. Uh, they lost forty two to sixteen last year in that Tuesday night game that they got blown out. Probably yep. the worst game of the season. Then two years ago they won fourteen to seventeen. That is the game that I was mentioning where the the receiver uh, from Tennessee dropped uh, an easy touchdown that basically handed the Bills the win. I don't even have him on the stat sheet here, so I'm guessing he didn't do anything else in that game. So I can't tell you who it is. Um, and then the home game the bills had no that was the game sorry that's why i can't find him the home game is where the guy dropped the pass the bills won 13 to 12 the other game i mentioned was where duke williams scored a touchdown the duke williams game the duke williams game um 14-7 right 14 to 7 nick williams was the name of the didn't Cairo santos miss like three or four field goals <laughs> that happened too yeah. bills got a little lucky in that game so i think at the titans i'm kind of sick of I don't like aesthetically what their stadium looks like either. 
or their uniforms Nothing or their about style it. of play. I don't like anything aesthetically about that game. They are a snooze fest. I do think I want to argue though for the fans that like Destination Bills games because Nashville is awesome. Sure. And going to that game, I mean Don't you want Nashville in like November though? You don't need Nashville in September. That's right. You, yeah, yeah. Let's escape the cold a little bit. Right. Um, yeah, so I don't want at Tennessee. That'd be one of my worst. At the Jets would be terrible. At, at really anything that's not Tampa or Kansas City. So I put a poll up and what your dream week one matchup is for the Bills. Uh, how do you? How would you guess it's going right now? I, I gave three options. Thursday at Tampa, Sunday night at Kansas City, home division game. How would you guess that that's going right now? Thursday night at Tampa leads. That's my guess. 46.2% home division game. Okay. 32.9% Thursday at Tampa, 20.3% Sunday night at Kansas City. So it's pretty close. Okay. But most fans are preferring I get it. home division. I understand right why people would want to get back into the it's, stadium. It's I the, get that. It's the part. 100% I get it. Right. Uh, 8030550 is the phone number. Feel free to let us know what you want for week one and what you would like on the Bills schedule as a whole. Um, I do want to get to a couple of other things, including some of these other rule changes. I want to bring up the number rules uh, that were changed today in the league. One Single-digit numbers for running backs, receivers, tight ends, linebackers, and defensive backs. Also, running back in the draft. I've got the history of first-round running backs in the draft, the recent history of first-round running backs in the draft. And as we approach the, the next Thursday night for the Bills, the 30th pick, that is the most polarizing position still. And it's one that I would have told you two months ago that I hated. Right now, I'm starting to come around a little bit on it. Uh, so we'll talk some draft two when we come back. 8030550 is the phone number. Jody Biasi and Brendan Keeney here on the Nightcap on WGR. What does his skill set have in comparison to what we have on the roster? Is this player going to do something? You know, I don't think either one of our backs are home run hitters. So is there an elite trait that this guy has that says, man, he's got something we don't have? That's probably the conversation versus, okay, are we going to take the same type of back as Devin or are we going to take the same type of back as Zach? Because even those two guys have different skill sets. So I think those are the conversations you have. What does this player bring to you that you don't already have on the roster? Brandon Bean. He also said, he went on to say, or he said prior to that, that if a running back is the best player on his board at 30, he will take that running back. So he's at least not ruling it out. He admits there that his guys are not home run hitters. Honestly, at this point, unless the top guy on your board is a quarterback, I'm cool with them pretty much taking whatever. Or a kicker. Eh, if a kicker's that good, if it, no. you have a Sebastian there's Janikowski, no, <laughs> no I no can't. Such thing. <laughs> there's no such thing. There's no <laughs> such thing. I I was amazed. It wasn't that long ago I learned that kickers had gone in the first round. Janikowski did. Janikowski did, and I think there's one other. I think the Jets did it. I'm almost sure. The Jets picked a kicker in the first round. Um, I uh, wish I had that in front of me. DraftHistory.com is a good place to go for this. But they don't really have... Roberto Aguayo was taken in the second by Tampa, I believe. Here that was go. one of the bigger draft blunders in recent years. And he stunk. Terrible. <laughs> um, first round, guys. Uh, second round was the Jets. Mike Nugent in 2005. That's... 
bad. <laughs> yeah, J- Janikowski seventeenth overall to the Raiders. I just would have loved. Do you know? Do you I notice something about the two franchises watching. that made those decisions? Um, do you notice something about them? Yeah, I do. I do. I would have loved for Twitter to have been around then, right? And me to be around to see it. I would have. What could have been better than Twitter melting after the Raiders take a kicker at seventeen? I can't imagine enjoying <laughs> sports without Twitter anymore. Like me it's neither. so ingrained into just everything that I do. That's, that's a good, sad. That's it's a really good question. Sad, honestly, that's a good question in itself. What what moment in sports history would you go back? Just for Twitter? Just for Twitter. And I think I might pick that one. I might pick the Raiders picking Sebastian Janikowski. Imagine next Thursday. How about no whoever, goal? No goal? Ugh. No, I wouldn't have wanted to be a part of that. No, well, I guess, I mean, it would have been a good place to fume about it. Right. But. Twitter's a good outlet if you use it correctly. Yeah. No, I'm going to pick Janikowski, though. All right. Imagine next Thursday a team like the Vikings take a kicker at 14. <laughs> just and watch everybody <laughs> just go crazy. I, I would love for that to happen so bad. I hope some GM that's, like, almost on his way out is just like, screw these guys. I'm picking a kicker. <laughs> right. Dave Gettleman's just done with the Giants because he knows he's about to get fired anyway. Or he someone just picks like a guy at 11. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that would be so <laughs> – Joe Douglas knows that this is his uh, – he knows he's done. Yeah. They, they want to move on from him no matter what. What if, like, Doug Whaley could have done that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Could you like imagine? He, he knew he was about to get fired. He's just like, yeah, <laughs> here's Roberto Agallo at 10. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> um, no, that would never happen. Drops would, the mic out the way, out, the way out the door. every bridge to ever work again in the league if you did that. Um, we're talking schedule. We'll get to the draft in a second here more on running back. But just to let you know, I do have a poll up at Sneaky Joe Sports on what your favorite option would be for week one. I do wish now that I had put the Pittsburgh Sunday night idea on there because I'm that, that idea sounds really fun to me too. But the three options I gave you were home division game, Thursday opener at Tampa, Sunday night at Kansas City, and it is in that order right now for results. 48% home division game, 32% Thursday at Tampa, 19.5% Sunday night at Kansas City. The Pittsburgh game would be really fun. Um, I think the Bills would probably beat them. I think they would be a big favorite in that game. The Steelers, the Steelers. I mentioned the Chargers over under win total is nine for the season. I'm pretty sure the chart the Steelers is lower than that. Theirs is eight no, or eight and a no, half. No, I believe the Steelers is nine, but they were it's the third also. in their division. The Ravens and the Browns had a higher. The Ravens had a higher total than the Bills did. Did they? Eleven and a half. Oh wow! No, eleven, a, eleven. So a half game higher. Half game higher than the Bills. Interesting. The Bills have that's an easier schedule. The, that's the, right, because the Bills have the easier schedule. The Ravens have, by last year's win percentage, the second hardest schedule in the league this year. Pittsburgh has the first. And the Bills are 24th. Yeah. So I think it's crazy that the Bills are lower than them. Um, I am. What would you bet the Ravens at under? At 11? You'd 100%? Under. So you don't think they're finishing 11 and 6? No, I would have them. I would have them just below that. Okay. I, I just I can't trust them until they can throw the football. And I think the division is good. Cleveland is really yeah. good. Pittsburgh, I think, is nowhere near as good as their record was last year, but I think they're still a good team. You know, they could go ten and seven themselves. And the defense is still great. They still have weapons on offense. I don't know the Roethlisberger can get them to him. He broke down at the end of last season. Maybe if Big he can time. hold up a little bit better. I'm not betting on him to do that, but if he does you know, we're talking about a uh, as good a team as they were last year. Uh, I just, maybe not by record, but I, I would. How, I'm how, debating how would you, on how, whether or not to say 
I would a pick, hot take for the AFC North. I would. I don't know if it's a hot take. I would pick Cleveland right now to win that division. Oh, I don't think that's a hot take at all. Okay. I, my hot take is I think the Bengals and Steelers will finish closer in record than the Steelers will to the two teams above them. Is that a hot take? It's a it's a it's a warm take. I because I don't think it's crazy. The Bengals have a quarterback and great wide receivers. Maybe they're getting another one here. And their offensive line is garbage, but right. if they might be about to get Penny Sewell, which, well then they're not getting the other wide receiver. Well, I still like their receivers even without him. T Higgins is awesome. And Boyd is very under. Boyd is very good. Um, so I guess they've only got two. Their guys. defense is still not good, though. The defense is still. And bad. they are going to play in one, yeah. probably the second toughest division in football. They got to play the Steelers, the Browns, and the Ravens six times this year. Really? So. Okay, and so they the have Steelers... the AFC North schedule, which is the hardest division's schedule in football. Strength of schedule. Yeah, I got to pull that back up because I want to be able to reference that uh, going forward more often. Um, it's a thing to bookmark. Maybe. The the Jets, I think, have the easiest schedule in the league, if I remember right. Anyways, um, so I do want to talk draft here about the running back. It, I don't know why it's growing on me as an idea, but it, it is, and it's it's ETN specifically. It's always been ETN specifically, yes. right? No one's ever been arguing for Najee Harris Correct. to be the running or back. Or Javante Williams or right. Michael Carter. Yeah. That, that is because last year's example of this, Kansas City. Very similar style of offense to what the Bills have. They drafted a running back in the first round, but Edwards Hilaire does not have that breakaway speed. He ran a four six one at the combine last year. Like he's a good back. He's not super slow, but he's not a burner. And ETN's a four four three guy. Is that what he came in at? Like you see it on the field. He's definitely faster than four six one. So to me, it is another weapon. I still want to go number one wide receiver. That is my Easily my favorite idea for the Bills um, in this draft. But I do want them to go offense. And I do want them to add a guy with the yards after the catchability. And I would like it to be a receiver. But I, right now, would prefer them to get that skill set, even if it's at a running back, over anything on the offensive line, um, even the defensive line. I think now that Jalen Phillips appears to be less likely for the Bills at 30. Um, that That is kind of sinking my hopes of any defensive end they could pick making an impact or even having a high enough ceiling you know, to someday be their franchise pass rusher. I don't see that for them at 30. The corner idea I might like more than running back still because that guy will start right away. Yeah. But the running back idea because of the specific skill set that ETN presents is rising in my mind because – if I can't get the receiver and they're not going to pick the receiver, I still want that player. I want the guy that could throw it to in space and he can score. And ETN is that. Kenny, yeah. Gain- Kenny Gainwell is that too, but he's a third yeah. round guy. Right. I'm with you. I wouldn't be like super excited about it. I wouldn't be pumped and thrilled to get ETN, but I wouldn't be, you know, what do you like? The overwhelming sentiment which I think is in general correct, is that you shouldn't take a running back in the first round. And I I tend to agree with that. I also think the quickest way to close the gap between yourself and the Kansas City Chiefs is to get a player like Travis Etienne. 
because he can impact the pass game. And like you said, he adds an element to your offense that isn't there. And quite frankly, it's an element that Kansas City is filled with. They have speed across the board on offense, especially at the wideout position. Not as much their running backs, but especially at the wideout position. One thing, if anything, that's lacking on this Bills offense is that element of speed. And if they don't like a receiver there, I'm okay with it because at the end of the day, offense to me is what is going to drive this team forward. And if you can outscore the other team, then I don't really care. And like you said, I don't know if there's an impact player that you can get at 30 on defense that will have that immediate impact this year to help your product this year. Now, Brandon Bean did make some interesting comments about perhaps drafting for the future. Maybe that means someone like Gregory Rousseau, who's kind of raw, but has had some production in limited time in college. He's the defensive end, uh, the other defensive end out of Miami. I mean, they have, you know, him and Jalen Phillips. But uh, one thing that I was kind of disappointed with, and I've been on this the whole time, is I really like the idea of Jalen Phillips. I like the idea of getting someone who has incredible potential but is dinged up medically. I mean, he had to medically retire, so there's obvious red flags. But I was okay with the Bills taking that risk because I think the value would have been sky high if they could, mm-hmm. if someone like that fell to them. So I was thinking Jalen Phillips, Caleb Farley, who a lot of people had pegged as a top 15 pick, maybe even the best cornerback in the draft before the news of his back surgery came out. One of those guys I would have liked. But now that it doesn't seem likely that they want to take on that risk of getting someone, especially when their doctors can't really be um, be around these guys like they have been able to in the past, you know, I'm, I'm more and more okay with the idea of ETN at 30. Are you okay with them trading up to get ETN? No. No, 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 no. Because you no, know Brandon Bean no, loves to trade up. No way. Especially in the first round. He loves to trade up. I would hate that. I would hate it. Depends what I'm doing. If I'm trading up two spots, I'm right, and you're sixth, giving, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna. Say, bash but say, them. we'll say for the sake of the argument, you don't like the idea of trading up to twenty, no. and then okay, I, I don't. Want and them I'm to with move you 100. percent I don't want them to move up for a running back. I, a I, running back to me is something that needs to fall into your lap, well, and then you can't pass them up. That's yep. to me what a running back draft would look like for right. ETN. They, you mentioned the the bean comment about drafting for the future. My first thought for that was wide receiver. Mm. And I'm not normally ever a fan of trading up because it's just gone so poorly so many times. Right. When has it actually worked for the Bills? Has it ever? Alan. Alan. <laughs> what, did what did I just do? Should we take a break here? I mean, I don't know if I can come back from that. That was because in that my was... head, I was already listing off. I was like Zay Jones and Reggie Ragland, and uh... <laughs> they traded up for Edmonds. I don't know if you want to say Alan. that word. I say it would. It didn't work because Darius Leonard was still on the board. Right. Uh, so I mean, no. The I, problem is that <laughs> it's there's just so much randomness about the draft that quantity is almost always better than quality. And the one yep. exception to that rule typically is if you're trading up for a franchise quarterback because sometimes that's the only way you can get one. Yep. Thank you for picking up the ball there because I just <laughs> just fell on my face and Brendan picked up the ball and just went in and shot a three. Um, 
I am where I was going with that though is I was setting it up for the the idea that I'm okay with them trading up for as and maybe it's me becoming prisoner of of the moment. I am I am watching film reviews and highlights too. I try not to take too much from those other than just watching them. But film reviews like Matt Waldman's really good rookie scouting pro, or portfolio who I've been watching a lot of breaking down these guys. Uh, Draft Network has a lot of videos. They're doing PFF. Every guy I'm watching, though, is a wide receiver. And the more I watch about Rashad Bateman and Kadarius Toney and both of the Moors, Rondell Moore and Elijah Moore, Terrace Marshall, too, although he seems risky to me with the injury stuff from today and something about him I didn't wasn't super impressed with. Maybe it was the quickness. You know, I know he's a bigger-bodied receiver. But something about his speed I didn't like. Like, he wouldn't be my the guy I'd ever want to trade up for from LSU. He's, um, I got the draft network rankings here. He's 25th overall. So, right around where the Bills pick. But, like, Bateman, for instance. Let's just use him for an example. If he, Bateman's he's there, ranked 20th. Right. If Bateman's there, I think that's a slam dunk pick. He's ranked 20th. If they move up 10 spots and they get Rashad Bateman, I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be hyped for that. Because that is what Bean, to me, was talking about. Like, we're, we're going to... Think long-term here. And what position do you want to be thinking long-term more than any right now? It's receiver. Because Beasley and Sanders are both on expiring contracts. Beasley's got one more year. But they're both in their 30s. They'll be gone soon. Gabriel Davis, really nice first season as a fifth-round rookie, fourth-round rookie. But how much do I want to bet on that? 2022, right now, the only two receivers I would bet heavily on being on this team are Diggs and Davis. And I need more than that. Because as Sean McDermott said a month ago, their fastball is wide receiver. And if a guy like Rashad Bateman is on the board there, or if they just want to sit at 30 and take one of the Moors, or take Tony, or take, uh, what's the North Carolina guy? Diami Brown? There's two Browns, isn't there? Uh, d- yeah. USC. They would go a little bit. Amon Ross, St. Brown. Okay, they so would maybe go not a little them. bit later, yeah. But like, if they just sit at 30 and do it, or they trade up for a guy, like that to me is going to be the pick that I'm going to be most excited for. And it's probably not a guy that's going to play a lot this year. I, I I understand that. I admit that. That this guy's probably not playing more than 30% of your offensive snaps unless there's injuries. Well, let me ask you this. So you are okay with this draft strictly being about the future, even though you the goal well, for this year is to get closer to Kansas City? The, the reason is I don't see them doing anything that's going to make me think they're any closer to Kansas City this Even year. if it's drafting ETN at 30? Even if it's drafting ETN. I don't think Mike, – Mike asked Bulldog a really good question earlier, and you could answer it either way, but the question was, if they had Travis ETN in the AFC Championship game, are they winning? Are they winning that game with a different running back? There's one play in that game. The Singletary drop? The Singletary drop. It's very glaring. Like, they would have got back in that game. I don't know. I don't like that kind of, like, hindsight argument. Because, like, what if if it is a big difference? What if ETN gets you seven yards on a play instead of four, and then all of a sudden you're that much closer to a first out? Like, the kind of butterfly effect that you can't really see in hindsight. I understand the point of the question, and my answer to that would be no. But... Can a player have an effect in the in the marginal areas of a single play that aren't as easy to measure? But if he is 
superior to another player, can that actually yeah, affect I, the entire game? I, I get that. I just, you know, I'm thinking on the macro with Kansas City because Mahomes is not on going the macro, anywhere. No. On the macro, no. Like, Mahomes is here for 10 years. They're going to be dealing with him every year. And, like, yeah, for 2021, there's going to be at least a marginal improvement if but, the Bills draft ETN. But... But also, let I'll, me ask you this in the same in the same way. The Bills were crushed by Kansas City. That game was never really close. After the Bills, you know, they they recovered the the punt the punt muff and then got the yes. touchdown. And then after that, it was all Kansas City, no doubt about it. Is there any player in the league that if you added to the Bills in the second, third, and fourth quarter that you would have felt comfortable? No, that, and that's a good point. So like, there isn't. So I guess like. I feel like that's oversimplifying things. You have to be able to – you're not going to be able to get one player to make that jump. But can you get a player who will make your offense better on almost every play compared to what you have right now? Yeah. 803-0550 is the phone number. We'll get back to this when we come back here on WGR. So if we did a contract now, you know, it would just be how we structured it. We could structure it to where it doesn't, it's probably going to cost us a little bit on our cap, but there's a lot of different ways we could structure it to where it doesn't, you know, greatly affect it. That'll be part of the negotiation is as much as the money, what's the structure? Because again, we've got to not only fit them in this year, but next year's cap is not going to increase a lot. So can we agree to what his numbers would be this year and then year two and then beyond? Some of that's an unknown, you know, where the cap's going to be years three and beyond. So we'll have to do our calculations of where we see the cap going. Brandon Bean yesterday on Josh Allen's contract. He also said he can't guarantee it'll come this year. And he brought up kind of voluntarily the example of he, him and Carolina negotiating with Cam Newton. They let him play out another year and then they signed him. So he sounds very, very open, if not even like he prefers to wait a year on Allen's contract. I I thought for sure it would come before next this before this upcoming season. And I think if I had to put my money down now, I would bet it's coming next year. And really what's the downside of that? That you know, like, he has a better season and the, the price I, tag goes up. But that's well, not a problem. Mahomes is at forty five million dollars. Right. Is there any season he can have where he's gonna top forty five million dollars? I guess they could win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I don't but know. But at that point, right. fine. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I can't even comprehend $45 million, so, so I don't really know. And where is he at now? Is he above Prescott, who came in at 40? Like, I think he's... Is Allen? Yes. So that's... Allen, that... Allen right now is for sure. Okay. If he has another season that he if, he... if he replicates last season, then he's in Mahomes' territory. He'll be at 45. Maybe the same. Yeah. But what what risk is that? I mean, the risk is you pay him an extra three or four million dollars. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Forty one versus forty five. Like to me, it's not worth it because I, when I say this, I have no reason to believe or think that it's going to be worse than it was last year because everything's the same. Dable's back. You just subbed out John Brown for Emmanuel Sanders. The line is back. You have an easier schedule. Easier by a, schedule. By a far. Everything is coming back the exact same. There's right. no reason to believe Allen is going to be, you know, he's going to revert back to 2019 Josh Allen or 2018 Josh Allen. That's not not going to happen. But why not just see, just to make sure? If there's no downside, if the downside is three extra million dollars, then let's just put it off to 2022. Let's just do it. And, like, 
again, I don't think it's going to happen, but a lot of these guys that sign, they've done, they've played at that level of value for more than one year. Prescott gets $40 million. He had done that for five years. Mahomes had done it for two mm. before his contract and won a Super Bowl. Um, Russell Wilson, before he got his big extension, had done it forever. You know, like how none of these guys really have signed up for being one of the most highly paid quarterbacks in the league after they had only done it for one year. And again, I think there will be a second year coming. There's no reason to believe there won't, but I just think it's it, it's kind of in it just kind of makes sense to me that they would wait. Yeah, I'm in. I'm fine. I, honestly, I'm fine with either. Either, and because I would not be afraid of them signing prior to this season. I saw enough from Allen. I've seen enough progression for me to think this isn't a one-year wonder kind of situation. Everyone's coming back, uh, literally the entire coaching staff. And Mm -hmm. there's just very few reasons. Like You pretty much laid it out. I mean, there's just very... There's very few reasons to do it now. What, What would the reason be to do it now? The reason to do it now would be Allen to save a few, right? And that, like, from a ten thousand foot view, we don't know what these talks even look like. Right. If Allen wants to get paid now and he's willing to take a little bit of a discount to get paid now and have that long term security now, yeah, then okay, then that's interesting. But we don't know the you know the inner mechanisms of this of these conversations. But yeah, you're correct. From from a bird's eye view, I'm totally okay telling Josh Allen to do it again. Right. Like, if he says, I want to sign now, and I'll do it for Deshaun Watson's money, $39 million per year. Like, then I'm still only haggling over a couple million, but then I'm like, all right, fine. Because if I'm saving $6 million a year versus what you could rise to next season, mm. $6 million, I mean, that's that's another – that's a quality player. It's Emmanuel Sanders. It's Emmanuel Sanders. That's an extra Emmanuel Sanders I could have each year going forward. But it would have to take something like that for me to make it worth it to them doing it now. Um, Bean sounds like he understands that, though, and he knows that. So, I, you know, there's not going to be a lot of drama here, I'm guessing. Right. The Bills have a quarterback. It's their guy. Like, there's And he wants to be here. And he like, wants I think to be I can here. say that confidently he, without being in his head. I right. think he wants to be here. There's not a lot of drama here. Their only discussion is, will it happen this year or next year? That's basically it. All right, that's going to do it for us today on the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We've got Sabre games tomorrow and Friday, so you'll catch us again next week. So until then, um, enjoy the rest of your night. And Garage Pass is coming up next for you NASCAR fans, so stay tuned. And we'll talk to you on Monday here on the Nightcap on WGR. WGR.